if we're being real, we got a couple of great topics for you today, and we're going to start in the NFL. All right, I know what you're saying. I'm tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Well, unfortunately, ESPN is bringing him up every 10 seconds. So we finally got some more breaking news, and we're going to bring it up and discuss it right now. When the sun rises, that means there's more Aaron Rodgers news. So in the words of Dan Graziano, let's get into this particular weirdo. Please stop. All right, so breaking today was a list of, I guess, demands that Aaron Rodgers gave to the New York Jets. Is one of them complete darkness? Well, one could only hope. Instead, he wants them to go after Alan Lazard, the teammate from the Packers, Randall Cobb, another teammate from the Packers, a tight end, Mercedes Lewis, who he's never played with, who is also, I believe, like 38 now. And the last one is Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, that initially sounds great. If it's not working in Green Bay, why not just bring it to a new team? So Aaron Rodgers said that he wanted some of these players or most of these players because they have a mentality you need to win. Well, Aaron Rodgers... You haven't done much winning with them, so why are you going to bring these players over to the New York Jets to bring the mentality? It clearly didn't work in the Packers. Why are you going to change the culture that is in the Jets building right now? That is a good culture for the first time in a very, very long time. So on top of him wanting to bring culture guys who haven't done anything for the aspect of winning for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers... Let's get into some stats. So Alan Lazard, who right now is the main guy that the Jets are going after, let's hear some of his stats with the Packers. All right, let's start in the 2019 season. He was 71st in receptions, 68th in receiving yards, 56th in receiving touchdowns. Not exactly great. The 2020 season doesn't prove much different. Tied 81st in receptions, 78th in receiving yards, and tied 60th in receiving touchdowns. He actually had a worse year. Oh, don't worry. We're improving. 2021, tied 65th in receptions, 67th in receiving yards, and tied 12th in receiving touchdowns. So I know what you're going to say. Well, hang on. Devontae Adams was a great wide receiver, and he had a couple rough first years when he wasn't the number one guy. All right, I'll give you that. But we're going to get into Devontae Adams' stats in a minute. And as you see, when Alan Lazard should have been the number one, his stats aren't great. So the first year without Devontae Adams, the 2022 season, he was tied 41st for receptions, 36th for receiving yards, and tied 19th for receiving touchdowns. So not exactly great. Let's look past the he's one of those guys with a winning mentality that he'll bring to the locker room. The stats aren't good. He's not going to be putting the numbers up that you need to compete for a championship. So again, now we're going to get into Devontae Adams to show that Alan Lazard's season last year for him wanting this guy to come to the Jets shouldn't be a thing. So his rookie season 2014, he got tied 70th in receptions, 77th with receiving yards, and tied 50th with receiving touchdowns. So already the touchdowns His ranking is better than what Alan Lazard's is. The next year, 2015, he was tied 46th for receptions, 70th for receiving yards, 
and tied 86th for receiving touchdowns. 2016, receptions tied 22nd, receiving yards 24th, receiving touchdowns tied 2nd. As you see, he already started being one of the best receivers in the league just a couple years in. The second he became the number one guy, he was one of the best receivers in the league. 2017, more of the same. Receptions, 14th. Receiving yards, 21st. Receiving touchdowns, second. And they continue on that trend year in and year out. Clearly, Alan Lazard is no Devontae Adams. The issue with this is, I believe the Jets are bringing him in to appease Aaron Rodgers. And why does Aaron Rodgers want Alan Lazard? Oh, well, that's because he doesn't want to go in during the offseason and work with the new young receivers. He doesn't want to do that, and so he's going to bring in a guy that he knows. It really sounds like the issue behind all of this is Aaron Rodgers' lack of wanting to work with new talent. Exactly, and I think that's the reason why Aaron Rodgers wants to bring at least Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb in. He doesn't want to put in the work. He wants to be able to do it during the season. Yeah, and by the way, Randall Cobb is literally worse than Alan Lazard. In 2022, his receptions was 80th, receiving yards 79th, and receiving touchdowns 88th with a solid one. All in all, what this shows me is Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to put in the time to get in sync with the new wide receivers, especially the offensive rookie of the year that the Jets had last year in Garrett Wilson. Newsflash, it's not going to work. You actually have to put in the time developing people. All in all, I think that Mike Tannenbaum is correct. If you watched get up he said that at some point this is all just not worth it anymore and what swagoo said about well guess what this is aaron Rodgers. he's been doing this for the past 10 years with the packers the issue is aaron Rodgers hasn't won anything with the packers in the past 10 years we all know he's won that one super bowl but after that he's just been disappointing year after year after year Exactly. What he was doing with the Packers wasn't working, so don't bring that to the Jets. So Greeny and the Jets fans, the offseason hell with Aaron Rodgers has already begun, and you don't even have him yet. Good luck to the next couple of years. Can't wait to see him on the Vikings. All right, different topic. Let me ask you a question. What were you doing at 16 years old? I mean, what every 16-year-old's doing at that time. In high school, hanging out with friends. Not for 16-year-old Ethan Salas. The young 16-year-old made his first at-bat against the Chicago White Sox in spring training. He is on an accelerated program to get to the big leagues pretty quickly. We'll see how he develops in lower A-ball, but it is crazy to me that a 16-year-old can be playing professional baseball. All right, you're not messing with me here, right? It's not one of these Boban moments in the movie Hustle where the dude's like 35 with like a 20-year-old kid. No, no, no. It's not bench warmers. There is no birth certificates in crayon. <laughs> he is 100% 16 years old. He looks 16. Looks like he has to develop a lot of muscle, get a bigger frame, but he's 16 years old for crying out loud. Like he has plenty of time to develop. He could take two or three years in the minor leagues and he would still be faster than the majority of people coming to play professional baseball. Man, that is absolutely insane. Congratulations, Ethan Salas. Hope you make it. All right, sticking in the baseball category, I got two more topics I want to talk about today. All right, the first one took place just the other day in college. It was New Orleans against Mississippi Valley State. 
took place Friday night. Here's the situation. The Mississippi Valley State left fielder was up in the box. There was a pretty low pitch. Now, it was arguable that it can just be a bad call. We've seen bad calls everywhere, but it was pretty low. The catcher caught it just above the dirt. Umpire called it a strike. The batter was not having it. Next pitch comes up. The batter did not get ejected, even though he was kind of showing up the umpire with not being happy. Next pitch is thrown. It's pretty much in the other batter's box, and the umpire called it a strike. It was the most outrageous strike call that I have ever seen. To the point of the Sutherland Conference suspended the umpire indefinitely for how bad the call was. All right, you haven't seen this yet. Let me show you for the first time on live air and get your take. For copyright reasons, we're not going to be able to show it, but here's what's happening. First pitch is thrown. That's pretty low, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it was a... That's funny jumping, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was trying to show up the umpire, obviously, jumping around. Tell me what you think of this next pitch coming. Just about to be delivered. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> Six feet oh outside. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. The worst call in baseball history, and I'm even talking about the umpire who called the runner safe at first to give up a perfect game. Man, that oh, that's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And that includes the Kevin Durant stepping out of bounds while trying to throw a ball back inbounds and the ref not catching it. Absolutely terrible. I am so glad this umpire was suspended. But here's the problem. That only further makes a push for electronic strike zones. We'll see what happens. So second topic, staying in baseball. Yes, we're coming back to the pitch clock. I know you probably are sick of it, but I am too. So we're going to talk about it. More information about the pitch clock has been released lately, making the rules a little bit more clear. The batter with eight seconds left on the clock must be in the box and have his attention to the pitcher. That's why the batter was called out to end that one game that we talked about the other day. It was because that the batter, even though he was in the box, he was not looking at the pitcher. And the same thing just happened again. Let me paint a picture for you. So the umpire ran out of baseballs and he headed back to the dugout to get some more. He's met halfway with the ball boy, hands him some more balls, heads back to the plate. Meanwhile, the batter stepped out of the box, waiting for the umpire, like the polite thing to do. Once the umpire got back into position, he stepped right back in the box, but was looking at home plate. The umpire immediately called him out because it was under eight seconds and he wasn't looking at the pitcher. How terrible is that? Okay, wait a second. So the clock was running when the umpire went to go get the extra baseballs? Yeah, they never stopped the clock. So literally the clock was running the whole time. The batter, even though he was waiting for the umpire to get back in position himself, the umpire didn't care. Immediately called him out. It was terrible. Man, I am so sick and tired of these pitch clock issues going on. This is only spring training. I guarantee you that in the regular season, in the postseason, it's going to be causing more issues than it is now because those games are actually going to matter. This is going to make national news, which I guess that's kind of what they're going for. And for all you baseball fans out there who are just saying, it's a new rule, the players will get used to it, it's going to be fine. Shut up, we don't want to hear your opinions anymore. Dang, I thought it wasn't a Hot Take Tuesday. It's always a Hot Take Tuesday if we're being real. All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember to like and subscribe, comment down below. Until next time, guys, keep it real.